So we're back on on the bench warmer. Uh, we're joined by Barry Shonik, uh, uh, founder of of um, Sunsi Rugby Academy. Barry, welcome back uh, on the bench warmer. Hey uh, Nathan, uh, thank you so much. Uh, just for clarity, I'm the co-founder, but the director and the head coach. But yeah, it's a privilege uh, to be on your show. Uh, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Obviously, it's a bit uh, cold and windy down here in Cape Town, but uh, everything is well. Um, I'm glad everything's getting, getting back to normal now for with rugby and stuff, uh, sports-wise for all the uh, sports enth- enthusiasts uh, around the world and around the nation as well. So it's good to be back uh, in sports again. Yeah, man, uh, same. Like, we're super excited for the season. Games can go ahead and yeah, let's see how the season goes. Cool. Barry, um, firstly, I just want to um, if you can give us a, a brief introduction of, of who you are, uh, where you come from. Uh, let's start there. For all the um, new listeners out there who don't know about you, Omzansi Rugby Academy. Hey man, where do I start? Uh, graduation uh, from Salomon College in high school. Um, you know, the black and white from East London. Uh, yeah, uh, playing Queens this weekend should be an epic game. You guys should tune in. Uh, but yeah, that's where my rugby introduction started. Uh, passion for the game. And yeah, uh, since leaving school, traveled around, uh, stayed in Cape Town for a bit. So I know exactly about the cold weather you're talking about. But yeah, no mm. place better than home. So returned back to the Eastern Cape uh, just under two years ago. And yeah, Mzanzi's Rugby Academy was founded uh, by myself, as well as my uh, co-founder. And we saw a gap in the market. Uh, we recently won the Rugby World Cup in 2019. However, we found it sad that certain schools and uh, certain individuals were not having access to the game. Uh, it's not mm. just about kicking a ball around, running on grass, running with the ball in hand. Uh, in, in this case, uh, in Port Alfred, we realized that certain schools uh, especially in the Namato Township, don't have um, the likes of your teachers that have grown up playing rugby or being coached in the game. Yeah. So being unequipped was where we saw the gap and that's where we started. And yeah, we are an official non-profit uh, organization. Uh, we are a feeder school uh, to Port Alfred High, which is the local rugby school around the corner. 
But most importantly, we are the platform and the feeder to give our children um, an opportunity to pursue their dreams on the rugby field. 100%. That's nice year, Barry. If, um, Barry, um, who is Salvin playing this weekend? Hey, it's going to be a tough one. I think the guys like Andisa and Sila and Yao and Society Timmy, they've gone oh, very so quiet. Oh, so they playing at College? Yeah, uh, at the Rec, also known as the House of Pain. Uh, it's always a epic encounter. Um, the last couple of seasons haven't been in Queen's favour uh, for that particular match at that venue. But yeah, Queen's say they have a few surprises up their sleeves. It's always a good encounter, so exciting rugby on its way. 100%. Barry, um, we became close um, as friends uh, over the past couple of years. Um, our first, I remember when I first met you was in, in Port Alfred. Um, I was down there on, on vacation and uh, with family. Then I saw you at one of the, the restaurants there in, in Port Alfred. Yeah. Since our meeting, obviously you had a vision of, about Zanzi Rugby Academy and, and trying to inspire young kids to, to follow their dreams of playing rugby to be the next uh, likes of Marcus Ulma Pimpi and uh, Sita Kulisi. But uh, since our meeting, how far do you think um, the, the academy has, has come? Um, we actually have made uh, so much progress. Um, last year we had under 9, under 11, under 15, I mean under 13. Um, this year we have leveled up to under 15. So uh, another challenge ahead. Hopefully we can see some kids uh, making Grand Como. But we've expanded. Um, we've started off with about 60 kids. We are now up to 80 and we are still getting and growing each and every day. Um, yeah, the academy is doing well. We've got exciting workshops, so stay tuned. Yeah. And it's just certain things, like us sitting around the table and just having a random conversation. Um, the doors open with other likes of players and former players that also want to be involved and most importantly, giving back. Uh, we feel, I mean, as passionate as rugby players or uh, rugby enthusiasts, the need to make rugby a sport that every child gets to experience because it's not just on the field where you learn lessons in life, it's also off the field that comes a brotherhood and it's a kind of like a networking system and it opens many doors. Hmm. 100% Barry, um, obviously there were a um, couple of uh, nice uh, inspiring academy stories uh, from the kids. Can you share uh, a few? I mean, obviously there was one that recently happened. I mean, there are many stories, uh, wonderful stories that uh, maybe you can share to the general public and listeners out there on on what the, on, on the stories you've guys or the kids you've guys have, um, helped out throughout the the, the process. Um, yeah, as per that um, previous uh, answer, um, I mentioned stuff like networking and stuff yeah. with regards to rugby. Everybody wants to see a change. Um, so it was on Wednesday night. Um, we got a DM on our Instagram page from a child saying his mother doesn't work. He's got a rugby game this weekend and he doesn't have a pair of boots. He even wanted a second-hand pair. Uh, through our networking, we took it to our social medias and we were trying to see if there's anyone uh, that can assist. And basically, the very next day, the Thursday afternoon at about 2 o'clock when we uh, suspected the child finished school, we just gave him a quick call. So just go to the mall. Um, a lady is waiting there for you. And the child's got a brand new pair of boots. And that was just us saying, mm. you know, it's needed. Um, it might not be something that we're doing for Facebook likes or for Instagram, but the yeah. most important thing is making a child's dream become a reality. Yeah. And by doing something good for one child, that child will definitely reach out and do something good when he becomes an adult and he is equipped and enabled. And that is the kind of message uh, we want to drive. And that's why we feel rugby is not just a sport, it's become a religion and it opens doors for other opportunities. 
uh, we also had a case with one of our kids where it was quite a hot day and this child was running a distance of about five kilometers to the sports shop and we saw him running down the road and we were a bit like, hey, what's this kid running for? And he said he was going to go um, see if they could pump up his rugby ball. And we mm. took him to the sports shop. Um, he realized that his ball actually wasn't um, usable anymore. Uh, it had holes in it. Mm. Uh, we just felt so bad. And this was during peak COVID, guys, when uh, we couldn't practice or train, but certain kids were still passionate about going to fields and kicking a ball around. That was out of our control. We didn't um, instigate or do any part of that. And yeah, um, we just said, like, shame. Like, this child actually pushed hard. And for a child that's living in a shack, uh, one bedroom with his mom, his sister, and his brother. Uh, we just thought, mm. you know, this child was prepared to run so far. Let's just give him one of our balls and to say to him, listen, use it, but please take precaution and uh, be safe. And it's those inspiring stories that make my um, program something that's rewarding and something that we would like to drive with. If we see opportunities to better people's lives, let's go out there and be the change. 100 that's nice, very nice to hear and very comforting to hear um, all these stories that you guys share about the genuine um, um, stories that you guys share about the academy. Um, I think a rest of, of your followers and um, people who follow the, the, the rugby academy, it's, it's very um, nice to see. Um, moving on to the next thing, let's talk about the kids. Um, where do they come from or how, how, do you, how do you transport them from, from schools and stuff? How does it work, operational activities during the week? Um, so uh, basically, we got an opportunity with one of the high schools, uh, Nomzamo Senior Secondary, that have an enclosed rugby field. So instead of using um, the local municipality field uh, in the township, uh, where you'd see things like on the Monday afternoons, broken glass and you name it, yeah. it's been there. Uh, we've got a secure field that we maintain uh, along with another adult rugby team. And yeah, basically it's the new home of rugby in the township that a school has kindly donated because they're also not as equipped to coach rugby uh, for the yeah. school. So we've got a nice field that we use. Um, it is quite central, so children do walk um, to and from. Okay. And yeah, our practices are from three to five. Uh, we just got a few little touch-ups we need to do on the field before we can host matches, but um, an exciting season lays yeah. ahead. And yeah, we just want to yeah. make sure that we got something secure and solid so that children can call it their mm. home of rugby and a field that they take pride in. 100%. Uh, what about the fixtures? you guys have any uh, upcoming fixtures for the, all, all the listeners out there who want to uh, watch um, maybe any potential fixtures at all that you guys have? Well, uh, we are in talks with Supersports since they're doing Supersports schools. We are considering which uh, game uh, we can have and if it is plausible as we are a success story and an innovative rugby academy. And yeah, we do are in negotiation with some of the big schools, um, the likes of Grey High, um, Dale, Salborn, mm -hmm. to see what uh, fixtures they can put us in uh, just to make a child's uh, dream come true and experiencing a rugby school and a rugby day. Um, unfortunately, there were festivals like your France Conradi as well as your Dale Festival that happened to be cancelled, which we were going to attend uh, due to this mm -hmm. pandemic and cut down in fixtures. Um, but yeah. The Kariha Ubuntu League, um, funded by Kariha Game Farm. Um, we are looking at that, where we got another three teams that we will compete against. So, uh, full round of fixtures. Uh, we are super excited, but stay tuned. There are some more exciting ones that we can't announce yet. But to all our yeah. followers, uh, just stay tuned. There's going to be some nostalgia for some of your alma maters, respectively. 
Now we will be watching it very carefully with the fixtures of the academy. Now, uh, in, obviously, we know that you guys are a non-profitable organization. Where do you guys get the funds? I mean, obviously, you need equipment and stuff in order for you to do your operational activities with the kids. Where do you guys uh, uh, fit in the bills or get donations um, for, 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 for the kids? Um, as I said, uh, for myself, I uh, was privileged enough uh, to be an old Salbornian. And being an old Salbornian, you're in touch with uh, guys from op opposing schools even, not just my own school. So the guys from Dale, Queens, Gray, St. Andrews and surrounding areas that all want to see change. They're all on board. Uh, we don't necessarily get uh, startup capital and funds. Uh, we're just getting stuff like equipment. Uh, former teachers uh, are at some of the top privileged schools. They do want to remain anonymous. But yeah, we just ask them, um, there's stuff in your storeroom that's starting to get dust on it or maybe just need a stitch mm -hmm. or two. And yeah, just some um, certain balls that just need to be pumped and stuff. Um, it's amazing what we took for granted. Um, and I think this is where a lot of the stories touched me uh, as a director that what I took for granted as a child, I knew each and every year from high school, I'd get a new pair of boots, a new ball, a new kicking tee even. And for some children, even a pair of boots that's been used for five seasons is actually a luxury for them. So uh, we are very thankful uh, for our generous uh, sponsors, uh, people that help out with operational costs when they ask us to send the invoicing yeah. through, uh, they cover it from their behalf. And yeah, uh, mm. everybody wants to make a change. Uh, we are fully transparent uh, with a business bank account, so nothing gets transferred into personal accounts. And yeah, uh, since then, we've actually been delighted by the support and what we are able yeah. to equip and enable our children with. Anderson, talking about uh, don uh, donors and, and supporters, do you perhaps have a plea for, for potential investors or donors out there who are willing to invest in the academy and for the kids in the in their progress? Um, well, you will see, um, obviously, on our link, on our social media platforms, if you'd like to inquire, uh, we'll definitely be there for you. Um, any form of support. Uh, we have been trying to get some of our kids, not only just our rugby kids, but kids that excel academically mm. into uh, more rugby-rich and uh, more uh, stronger schools and making more success stories uh, for them. So anybody uh, who would like to make a difference in a child's life, uh, we are going to be doing some workshops soon with our current and former players as well as certain schools. And even when we go play against some of the top schools, even against their C team, if they see one of our children that are excelling, they will definitely mm. inquire. So it's all about uh, what we put in and put out into the world and seeing a difference being made for certain children's lives. As mentioned, um, we do know the challenges uh, going from a school in a township respectively and going into a Model C, if not private school. And that's why we have been placing emphasis on academic because we wouldn't want a child to go into an unfamiliar environment uh, unequipped yeah. and not being able to cope. So there's lots of things we do take into consideration. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you want another Sia Colisi or another Tatirex Mapimpi or a Apelele Fasi, you know where to look. 100%. Um, Barry, now in terms of... Uh... The kids, um, I believe there was one one kid uh, who, want, who was going to go to grade uh, junior or high school. What's uh, any update on that? Um, yeah, it was just a, a series of uh, unfortunate events. Um, we did look into it. However, um, Gray did look at the different candidates. I think he was in the finals, but okay. yeah, we unfortunately didn't get there. But we're getting there slowly but surely. And it just inspires our kids to work harder because we are fully transparent yeah. with them. 
Um, they are going from being boys into young adulthood and we don't keep any secrets. We are open book with them on everything. And yes, there was a slight disappointment. However, we always told our children that don't let small upsets get to you and don't become a victim of your circumstances and rather just look forward and keep pushing hard because those doors will open if you do put your mind to it. Oh, wonderful words from Barry Shonik out there. Barry, um, do you mind sharing um, uh, for all the potential donors and investors, do you mind sharing your social media handles uh, um, for the listeners out there? Uh, yes, guys. Uh, so on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Nzanzi's Rugby Academy. You can see it right here. And um, yeah, we also got a LinkedIn page. And yes, uh, we do keep everyone in tune. Uh, we're even doing quite well on TikTok, ironically. <laughs> uh, I must say, it's just putting up some drills, seeing some of the children in action. Um, and yes, that's always been a success. And um, being transparent, uh, our social medias for our sponsors, and where the fans are going to so that they see that's actually a difference and it's making a difference in children's lives. But yeah, guys, feel free to comment. Feel free to advise. And yes, uh, Nathan Gogela, when you're in this side of the world, we look forward to a workshop. I think they need to learn a few Faki shoulder moments, night. No, you must, you must call um, big old, what's his name again? Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Setu. Setu team, coach team for the Faki shoulder there. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Barry, um, now, obviously, um, during the week, uh, Alan Jones was announced uh, the British Lions Lions the tour captain. Um, what are your thoughts, general thoughts, uh, about the Lions tour? Um, first and foremost, uh, who is Alan Jones? Nah, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, yeah, very great leader. Um, probably someone that most likely was going to get it. Uh, if you haven't noticed, in the last uh, 12 years, or 24 years, it's always a lock that gets chosen by the British Irish Lions. They do understand they've got a very physical upfront battle with the forwards. So I think they needed someone to stand on the forefront. However, you can have whoever in the team. You can say, debate about whether Sinclair should have been there or not, or whether Itoja should have been captain. As Mzanzi Dragged the Academy, we are a firm believer in our Springboks. We do know uh, Springboks are going to take the series by 3 0. Mark my words. That's a, a pretty uh, ambitious uh, uh, result. But anyway, anyway, we'll accept that as uh, Spring Rock supporters. But and then um, we obviously understand that uh, when the players come out, they normally come out with uh, flag bearers or, or, or kids um, when they walk out of the field. Have you perhaps uh, spoken to SA Rugby or, or the organizers, maybe perhaps having their kids um, walking the players out? Because um, I do believe the, the Lions will be playing against the Invitational team in Port Elizabeth? Um, yes, uh, we were in touch with them, uh, with South African Rugby, and seeing it, it is uh, an opportunity, even if we could just take uh, 20 children down, because um, yeah. not many of our children do have access to rugby, if not on television. And yeah, we were looking at seeing it as an incentive to take our top performing students, academically most importantly, that are part of our academy uh, to the game. Uh, we are hoping there is going to be uh, fans and stadiums allowed. It still is a bit of a uh, gamble. We're not sure exactly uh, if that is going ahead. But yeah, we definitely would like to do that. And yeah, um, it's just a pity certain uh, first team rugby games are also uh, to be played in empty stadiums because even something small like taking a child to watch Queens against Salvon this weekend in Queenstown was mm -hmm. something we were considering and budgeting for. However, yeah. we just have to know if the COVID protocols will allow it. And yeah, in the future, definitely, we'll definitely uh, hope that 
certain uh, test matches in Port Elizabeth we can uh, take our children to so they can experience what it is like being a professional rugby player firsthand. Uh, Barry, uh, last message or, or last uh, question. Uh, do you perhaps have a message for all the donors or supporters out there who have been with you guys uh, from the first day till now? Um, yeah, to everybody, including yourself, Gogs, and uh, people that have donated equipment, uh, assisted us uh, in just stuff like operational costs. Uh, to everyone that's uh, volunteered and offered advice and coaching, uh, current and former players that have shared our uh, stuff when we needed to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, from behalf of the Mzandi's team and myself as the director and head coach, thank you guys so, so much. Um, gladly appreciated. And it wouldn't have been possible if you guys didn't share our vision. And thank you for not wanting to make a difference, but for being the difference. Because as people like us, the spirits of Ubuntu and Rent South Africa work together. We are capable of achieving anything. Barry, thanks so much again for joining us on the bench, Roma. It's always lovely to have you. I think this obviously is the third time. Yeah. Um, carry on doing all the wonderful things that you're doing for, for the kids and just for the general um, community in Port Alfred. Thanks so much, Barry, for joining us on Bench Roma again. Thanks for having me, uh, Nathan. And yeah, have a good one. I'll see you in Port Alfred soon. See you soon. Take care, mate. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razma Jazmba, Wizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio, opening up the waves for you to be heard. Um, but obviously they'll be disappointed, but we, we need to be very clear in the fact of the, before the plane takes off, the, the squad could still change with obviously, like I said, the domestic rugby that has to carry on. Um, and I'm sure everybody that that said they're available, um, you know, we'll, we'll be ready and raring if, if the call has to come because of um, any changes. I'm going to carry on until someone butts me out. Um, it, John Daw- Dawes was laid to rest. He's, he's arguably one of the greatest Lions captains, you know, almost to the uh, 50 uh, years of the day that, that the Lions went out on their first tour. Thoughts on the connection and how fitting it is that you've been named captain today? Yeah, obviously, I think he led the tour in 1971. Um, I said in the initial interview I did to, uh, this morning that uh, you become a lion and you 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 join the other custodianship of of Lions rugby. Uh, the home nations become linked, and it happens every four years, and has done for a long, long time. Um, to, you know, to be um, added to a, a list of captains is synonymous with the, um, the tours they've gone before is is, is surreal, um, and I, it's it's. I don't think there's I don't think there's any irony that uh, John Dawes is being laid to rest today, and it's hugely significant for me. Talk to me about how your friends and family, uh, you know, I bet, bet your phone's been going off. A proud moment for you all. Yeah, very much so. Um, I kept the initial news uh, pretty close um, to my family for for obvious reasons, and I request the gats. Um, like these things these days, they you know the the rumor mill starts, and it's been going a while anyway. But obviously, since gats has told me, it's sort of. The hype is, uh, and the and the snowball has started rolling. The last 24, 48 hours has been uh, pretty interesting, um, but it's nice to be out there and named with a squad, and uh, um, just hugely proud to be able to represent my family and you know um, have all the support that they've given me over the years. Ali, it's uh, Kenneth Davis here from BBC Wales. Um, many congratulations. Um, I just wanted to touch the Six Nations, perhaps unexpectedly, perhaps in some circles, one of the most exciting for for years in terms of. Games, tries scored in 
in, in very tough circumstances. Um, what, uh, how much of a balancing act is it in terms of, of maintaining that mindset um, and between that and I suppose the brute force needed to win a series in South Africa? Yeah, I think um, you look at the Six Nations as a whole and how competitive it, it was. You know, it's reflected in the, in the squad selection, I feel. Um, yes, there was a lot of expansive rugby played out as well. Um, and the tries showed that. But it comes from somewhere. It comes from set piece. It comes from uh, goal forward. And it's, you know, the, the sometimes the higher up the tree and the more elite and high, the more professional the game gets, the simpler it gets as well. Um, and I think you look at the... South African style of play in uh, the Rugby World Cup and how dominant they were at set piece and uh, particularly a kicking game, etc. And that won the World Cup. Um, a lot's been said they haven't played a lot of rugby, but we're too well aware of how uh, prepared they're going to be. Um, I think focusing on ourselves, you look at a lion side hasn't come together for four years, so to a two degree we're in a similar boat. But um, I think the Six Nation is, uh, is is very much reflected in uh, the squad and you know that. Um, element of physicality, intensity, and sure we'll train um, throughout. And, and Gats has pretty been, been pretty candid in saying that from the from the outset. I think it was Jim Telfer that said uh, the easy bit is passed in terms of selection. Not that that is easy at all. The odds are usually stacked up against any Lions tour, given the time, the constraints for countries coming together. I suppose Alan Wynn even more so this year, uh, given... Uh, the circumstances uh, that we find ourselves in. Yeah, very much so. I think um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be shy in reiterating the, the privilege we have had to be involved in Nations Cup and Six Nations to you know to ultimately do our job. Um, that's carried on to the Lions. Um, the fact that we're going to be bubbled up, we can turn into a positive in the fact of we can create that siege mentality. We get to spend more time with each other. Um, we'll have less bases so we'll be able to have more recovery time. So there's, there's certain little wins from a logistical point of view we'll have as well uh, and from a team point of view. But obviously um, the jeopardy that we've, we've faced or that the Lions has faced um, before naming the squad, before um, even going, um, are all things that um, make the tour itself more significant and obviously make the opportunity more, even more special this year. Yeah, have a look. Alan Wynne, are you expecting South Africa to be playing a, a roughly similar style to what they would have been doing during the World Cup, considering they haven't had an opportunity yet to to play since then and you know try out new things or try out new players? Would would the homework you would have done from the World Cup be be hugely, hugely important still? Um, I think in many ways we'll be forced to do that because that was the, the you know the last uh, bit of rugby we saw, I suppose. Um, but also it's a dangerous thing to do as well. Um, there's that element I said, we've got to focus on ourselves and prepare ourselves and, and the squad we have and get that cohesion. Uh, it's been disappointing that, um, you know, probably for us and the South African sides that they couldn't get involved in the, in the Rainbow Cup in the end. Um, but you know, ultimately the, the major focus is um, going to be ourselves and getting our cohesion on. Obviously we'll um, do any homework on what uh, rugby we've seen in the past. And as I alluded to, they go, you know, we all know they're going to have a carry game and a set piece game um you know and obviously the they've got the um the speed and the flare out wide as well which they've demonstrated and you know you look at some of the way uh, the way some of their players have been playing domestically um and you know you know they're going to be there or thereabouts and if i could just ask one more as well just to to bring it back to yourself personally would you ever have thought 
12 years ago when you were traveling to South Africa back in 2009 that this would be the, the first of four tours and you'd be a, a captain for one of them as well? Um, I'd, I'd be lying if I said yes, but um, uh, I, I think there's uh, very few opportunities you, you, you get to see and feel the romance involved in sport and, you know, um, and, you know potentially on, I felt a little bit that today, but um, as has been said, the, the, the hard work starts now. Um, Alan, firstly, congratulations on being announced as a tour captain. This isn't your first rodeo for the Lions against the Springboks. What will you be expecting from them, taking into consideration the possibility of having fans in the stadium? Um, I think if, if we could get some fans, I think it would be great for the game, first and foremost. It's hugely disappointing that, um, you know, there's high, highly unlikely we'll get uh, travelling fans out there. Um, this might change. I know it's high, unlikely, like I say, but that might. But you you look at the... The, the South, South African game and what it's built on, the success they've had. I think three World Cups. Um, again, you know, the, I don't. It's not a stereotype, but it's the way South African rugby is a, a dominant set piece game, kicking game, and, and that carry game. Um, and you know, irrelevant of how long they have or haven't played for, those those things are a staple. Teams have um, traits that don't go and, and work, and South Africa have definitely demonstrated that over years. Um, and then lastly, this isn't your first time leading under Gats. Do you think this might make your job easier? Um, n- no, I think um, it's, a, it's, it's necessarily um, dealing with the squad. I think Gats is, is um, having worked with him for a long time. I think the, the, the leadership role and um, dealing with the leadership we'll have will um, take care of itself. Gats will coordinate the management things and the rugby side of things. Um, you know, you, you don't want it to be easy. If, it, if it's easy, it potentially isn't working. You want those challenges within the squad and on the field. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have them as, as they come. Just wondering, Alan, given everything that's going to be happening with all the COVID restrictions, has the captain of the Lions ever been under as much pressure, as, as much variety of challenges as you're going to face? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. But you could say the same for the Welsh captaincy going through the... You know, coming from the end of a you know the the, the lockdown into a Nations Cup, um, into a uh, Six Nations, um, chuck a, a, a pretty high grade MCL injury in there as well. So it's been a it's been a, a wild few months, if I, if I'm honest, either side of that. So um, coming into this and having the like I said, jeopardy and not knowing and the uncertainty, um, just to get going um, and have everything announced is. It's good to have the ball rolling and then there's a certain amount of challenges that we face, like I say, before we even we go on to the, uh, the training paddock. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great question. It's one we're going to we'll soon find out the answer to. And just to go back to that injury, when you first did it, we didn't expect to see you at the start of the Six Nations. Lots mm-hmm. of people were thinking this Lions chance must have gone. Was there a period over that period where you thought that and, and did the Lions tour spur you on for that quick return? Um, I think um, first and foremost, I, I wanted to get right to get back with the Ospreys because, you know, I, we hadn't featured since the end of the 2019. Um, you know, we, we went straight that lockdown after, um, sorry, the end of the 2020 uh, Six Nations, and I, I played the, the four games before the Nations Cup and then missed the Christmas period. Um, you know, I was trying to get back before, if I'm honest, uh, to play for the Ospreys and made it to the first game of the Six Nations and. You know, went, went pretty well. Um, I've been able to feature for the Ospreys since, but my focus was was the Ospreys in Wales. Um, um, Lions was obviously 
um, pretty much determined on you know your, your club form to play international and then your international form so I was fortunate I didn't need the operation and uh, was able to feature like I say Thanks South African players in the lead up to the, the test match and so we'd run and played pretty well and, and had won those lead up matches and we probably went in that first into the first test reasonably confident from where we were and then all of a sudden we came up against the, the, the test players in that first test and, and we got a little bit of a, a hurry up in terms of the physicality that they brought and like in the first half of that first test against uh, against South Africa we made changes in, in the second half and got back into the game and in the second test you know, it was a, we made changes in our type five and it was, it was a close encounter so look I've definitely learned from that experience uh, what, it's probably the same thing's going to happen again is that South Africa will be in a bubble and we won't come across those players in those lead-up and those warm-up games before the Test Series. So, yeah, look, definitely past experience and, and and having played against South Africa on a number of occasions, we're, we're pretty confident we know what's going to come about what a massive challenge it's going to be for us. Great. Great. Thank you, Sarah. We've got your Beth Fisher now. Hi, Warren. Uh, Louis Rizamit has uh, lit up the Six Nations. He's the envy of many national coaches. How pleased are you that you're having him on tour? And he joins the likes of uh, Halfpenny and Hogg as a 20-year-old, something making his British uh, and Irish Lions debut. Yeah, it's pretty exciting for him. And I think it, it's his try-scoring ability and his finishing. I don't think he's a finished article, and we've, we've seen him improve during the, the Six Nations. And that, that's what's exciting about him as a, as a youngster. We think that going on tour, being around uh, the best players in the British and, uh, you know, the British and, and, and Ireland, um, he's going to continue to develop and get better. And so there's, there's a huge amount of that potential. That's what's exciting about having someone someone like that. And so we're looking forward to having having the opportunity to work with um, with him and and see him come on and, and, and in a position where there's, you know, lots of options and a lot of strength and depth. Thank you very much. Thank you. We go Neil Treacy next. Apologies if I pronounce people's names wrong. No worries. Hi, Warren. Um, just from an Irish point of view, uh, how difficult was it to leave out someone like Johnny Sexton, who you would have been involved with on two previous tours as well? Look, there's no doubt that that was one of the the, the toughest decisions that we had to make, um, and I've got a huge amount of respect for. Johnny and, and and you know his his quality, but it's such a pivotal position for us, and it's about sending a message to the tens that we have selected, that we have the confidence and belief in them to do a job. And, and when we looked at it, where we were going in South Africa, and probably the thing that kept came coming back to us was Johnny's durability and and being able to put a string of matches together consecutively and big matches together. Um, you know, he's been rested on a number of occasions, and that. Unfortunately, that's possibly what um, swayed it for us in, in terms of that. Um, you know, it's not having the confidence that he can get through what's going to be a, a tough physical tour. That's right. Thanks. We're going to go Darren McRae next. Hey, afternoon, Warren. Uh, in terms of the eight Scottish players included, uh, how much of that is down to their performances for Scotland as opposed to having... Um, two Scottish, Scottish coaches as part of your team? Oh, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely part of... Uh, well, it's a, it's a massive part in the last year or so. And 
two big wins away from home against England and, and France is for me, which was pretty important. Uh, you know, don't just not get carried away by the the influence of the Scottish coaches too much. It's about picking the best players. And in 2009, we had Ian McGeekin, um, who's he's pretty Scottish himself, and I think we only took a couple of a couple of Scottish players to South Africa in 2009. So it's about I'm absolutely delighted because it's for me. I thought. This is the closest six nations that I've seen that any team on, on their day or five teams on the day are all capable of beating each other. And, and I think that's reflected in the balance between the nations in terms of the, the players that we, we have selected. So I don't look at the national there or, or count the numbers up until we've finished finally selecting the squad. But, you know, it's, it's pleasing that there is a balance and a representation, more representation from Scotland. It's something that I have stressed about it, but it's, a, it's about... Um, them performing and, and I think in the last couple of years I've started to do that as a team and, and hopefully they continue to do that and those players do come on tour and equip themselves well as, as Lions. Thank you. Can I yes. ask for, if you've asked a question already, just to turn your video off as well so we can see who's left in the gallery. Sinead, I'm going to come to you um, next. But if you've hi, asked hi. a question already, if you could turn your video off as well, that'd be great. Hi, Warren, how are you? You mentioned uh, Johnny Sexton already. What was your thinking behind also leaving out James Ryan and including uh, Bundy Aki? Um, yeah, look, the, there's a lot of tough calls and, and James was, was pretty unlucky. Um, so for us, it was, was getting that balance right. Um, with the uh, with our second row and 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 back back row options and, and cover in those in certain positions as well, players being able to 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 play either second row or back row. So, look, James is is, is unlucky. Um, I thought we saw an example for me on uh, last weekend with Leinster against La Rochelle, and if you, if you want to have a look at a match, probably. Uh, the La Rochelle side kind of looked, reminded me of what we're going to face in South Africa. Yeah, we're going to face big physical men, and we saw that with Skelton. We saw that with um, how direct they were in terms of, of coming off nine. Um, and and probably in the last couple of years, uh, with, with Leinster and, the, and a couple of those big games, and I know they were really good against Exeter, but we saw in that weekend, and we probably saw 12 months ago against Saracens and the, and the European uh, match where... Uh, people have really gone pretty hard at them physically up front and, and, the, and that challenge. Um, and for the Bundy situation, I thought Bund that combination of Bundy Aki and, and Robbie Henshaw was outstanding for Ireland against England. And, and f we've got to be able to have that balance between the physicality that they bring and also the, the, the ability for us to play rugby. And I think both of those players have got that. They can mix it and... and um, be able to roll their sleeves up when it does get tough, but they've also can, can play some pretty, pretty positive and pretty and very attractive rugby also. Can I go to Duncan Beck next, please? Hi, Warren. Another selection question. What, what is it about Sam Simmons that you like? And conversely, what was it that counted against Carl Sinclair on this occasion? Uh, what I like about Sam Simmons, having having watched him 
looking at South Africa, you you have to have players, in particular in your forward pack, that uh, just don't put the ball under their arm and run run hard and straight. You've got to have, you know players with footwork, and I think Simmons has got that. He's got pace. Balotelli's definitely got footwork as well. So. You know, you need something. It's it's not about uh, trying to match them physically. You've got to be, you've got to have players who can do that. But you've got to be able to bring some variation in terms of your attacking options. And Simmons, from from shorter line uh, lineouts and the way that Exeter use him, he's got that variation where he's got the pace and, and sort of variation in terms of some of their lineout options they use off the back of the scrum. He scores tries. So, look, really excited about him getting that, that chance and. And Kyle was um, you know, very unlucky. We, we, we spoke about that. Um, looked at the, a couple of the tight head options there, and, and and went for Andrew Porter because his versatility, being able to cover both sides. So um, yeah, really tough call on, on that. And but we're we're pretty happy with the balance that we've got at the moment. Thanks, Warren. Thank you. We're going to uh, Kenneth Davis. Uh, hopefully that's. That is, yeah, Kenny Davis Warren, BBC Wales. Um, the nature of these Lions squads um, obviously mean that big names miss out. Uh, from a Welsh perspective, this time, none more so than probably Jonathan Davis, um, man of the series in New Zealand, misses out this time, as well as Josh Navidi in the back row. Can you just touch upon those two, the thinking, how close they were and how difficult it was perhaps to leave those two out? Thank you. Yeah, it's a, re a really challenging squad. I mean, you, know, like you, you make a good point about players that have been left out and whoever, all the players that have been left out, if you select them, then you're going to get the same question from from someone else about who's been left out. Uh, I've got a lot of time for Josh Navidi and uh, look, he's had a sh shoulder injury. He comes back in the middle of June. Um, and for us, it was about looking at our loose forwards and picking a squad that we knew were, 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 was going to get on the, on the plane and be fit and have, have games under their belt. So, you know, it was, a, it was a really tough call. And for Jonathan Davies, yeah, he was playing during the World Cup with an injury and came back from that. And, uh, you know, he's come back. I thought he started to, to, we started to see some of his old form during the Six Nations. But... Uh, you know, it's probably taken him a, a little bit of time, and again, you know, it was a tough call from us. He was absolutely outstanding in uh, 2017, but this is four years later, and look, yeah, tough on them. But he's got that experience that a number, uh, a number, the same as a number of players that we're probably there's no doubt we're going to pick injuries up before we get on the plane to to South Africa. We may get injuries out there, and and we've got players with experience who can you know potentially be called up if that does happen. So, um, yeah, so it's trying to get a balance between taking a, a, a squad that's fit at the moment and knowing that's going to have some rugby and then players that, are, um, that we feel uh, can do a job for us, you know, particularly at this current time. Cheers, Warren. Thank Great. you. We go to J Sports now. It's for the, uh, the test match, I guess. This match against Japan, uh, uh, this is a his historical match for Japan. Uh, what does the uh, meaning to your team? And uh, I think that's going to be the first, first match to start a campaign. How important is that for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're excited about playing uh, Japan. Uh, the way that their rugby's developed um, from, a, from an international perspective, uh, their, their company rugby in the, in the, in the, the, the league in, in Japan has definitely got stronger and better and it's created a huge amount of interest. So, so playing Japan is uh, first up is a huge opportunity for us as a squad to, to have our first match together, having been together uh, for a couple of weeks in terms of preparation. And we know that the way that Japan play, it's going to be, you know, a tough match. Um, and I think it's brilliant. I think it's great for rugby and it's great that we can uh, look to take the game uh, globally in, in terms of promote the Lions as, as a brand, but also continue to develop and, and promote Japanese rugby, which has definitely gone from strength to strength. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, Neil Barker... You're going to be the last question, I'm afraid, because we've run out of time. We've a busy schedule today for Warren. So, Neil Barker, you will be the last question. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Hi, Warren. Um, just, just finally, I suppose, a good one to end on. Now, how relieved are you that this tour is actually taking place, Warren? You know, we had a few hairy months earlier in the year, speculation that it might not happen or it might happen here in the UK. And, and how relieved are you that it's happening, it's taking place, and, and how hard is it going to be to kind of engender that usual... Lions camaraderie. Uh, what with you know what will be probably some quite strict COVID um, protocols over there. Thank you. Yeah, there's been massive challenges. We've probably done four or five different scenario planning exercises. Looking at Australia was an option. The UK, the amount of games, uh, South Africa, postponement, cancellation. Uh, been through all those different scenarios. How, how do we handle being in a bubble? Um, what happens if, if, if things do open up a bit more. So, look, it's, I think the rugby will be the easiest part. That'll take care of itself. It's how do we, how do we challenge, you know, mix the challenge up with all the other things that, that are going on. And, and the most important thing for me is to get those things right, you know, particularly off the field. And the safety of the players is first and paramount, the, the mental health of the players and, and being in those bubbles, being away from family. How do we make sure we stay connected with family and uh, and understand the, you know the challenges that that creates and and if we get those things right and we can keep the players entertained and put things on for them, um, which some of the teams did during the autumn in the Six Nations and doing things that are a bit different with you know competitions within the camp, whether that's playing pool or darts or cards or playing casino nights or sing songs or quizzes or whatever, you know we've got to be creative in that. And that in that area, um, and understand that you know, we will probably continue with our singing and choir practice that we've that we've done in the past. Um, something that was successful for us. So, yeah, those those kind of things are uh, something that we need to get right. You know, with a group, if we're in either before going to South Africa, you know, can we go? out to a restaurant and, and take over the restaurant or maybe to a bar and, and do that safely. Are the players able to get out and go and play some golf on the day off and things or can they go fishing? Um, I'll be you know, definitely guided by the medical advice and what things that we can do and, and the protocols. But yes, you know, those, those are the challenges for us and if we get that right, um, we've got a good chance of doing well on tour.
from the most hopeless situation in the history of Springbok rugby. Well, he was my best playing for my dad. <laughs> no, I... You know, he, he was playing, I think, obviously, you know, he was playing for South Africa. Um, I think if you talk to him, he, I don't know, do you know the story about the jerseys? Of the... Um, on the back of your number, you had to have uh, family members, you know, you can give him photos of family members. He only had photos of himself. <laughs> because he didn't have anybody else. And they say, why are you doing this? And he says, he's got nobody, his brother died. You know, his mom died there, his father, he doesn't have a photo. So, he doesn't play for one thing, he's just got massive heart, massive heart. The changes to the team, obviously there's a couple that have been forced, um, but excited about the players that are coming in and the chance that they get on Saturday? Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, you might know the yeah, six or six enforced changes is a lot for, for any week. Um, certainly, you, know, you, know, you see the Sharks have gone unchanged, the Bulls have brought back a player or two. Um, so, not ideal, but I think that's why we were quite responsible in the prep series. You know, guys like uh, Marcel Tunison and David Miezen and Llewellyn Zuss and them all at uh, uh, Abner had really good prep series. So, this is a great opportunity for them. Um, and that's literally, yeah, so pretty happy with it. Kitsi, looking at the engine room, uh, we've got four box in that in that tight five. Uh, you're the you're the guys that didn't really get much game time in the prep series, so managed to keep those guys together. Hopefully, gather some momentum. And then the guys coming in in the pack, like David Mayhaz and Marcel Tunison, obviously Evan Rus, uh, they're going to be up for it playing alongside some Springbok surely. Yeah, um, I think especially Marcel and Evan and and David, they all impressed in the preparation cup and. Um, and I'm happy to keep the, the box together, um, especially in the pack. So just need to get some game time together as a, as a pack, um, start building on momentum and um, get a couple of good scrums, good malls that we set uh, during the Sharks game. But it's just to, to keep that momentum going, to um, get the unity in, in, the, in the pack together so we can start really gelling as a, as a group of forwards together and, and start dominating on the field. And then just in terms of training this week, uh, were you happy with the focus? Everyone understands the plan uh, and the intensity that we managed to, to hit in training? Yeah, um, I think especially Monday, Tuesday was two big days for us. Uh, we really worked well as a team, training against the S-20s. Um, I think there was some good stuff coming through there. Team really pushed hard for intensity. Um, and then yesterday was a, or Wednesday was a bit more um, chilled, getting some of the subs in to train well. Um, it's really 
very happy with the week's preparation. Um, I think the team's really focused, um, got an easy plan going into the weekend, and really looking forward to, to the game. All right, great. Guys, uh, we'll throw it over to you if you've got questions for these two. Adobo, I don't, I don't know if um, you, you guys were a bit silent when, you, when it first started. I, well, I wasn't getting the, the sound. But, um, how long is Nama out for? Um, he won't play again in this competition, I don't think, Gavin. Uh, he's, he's up... Yeah, um, I, I sort of guess what our, the initial feedback was six weeks, which is, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, it, 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 I hope it's not a lot more than that. Um, it was devastating, you know, for a team. I mean, it was a, yeah, just, I, felt, I felt a little bit teary, to be honest, because it's just been through so much, and he's so exciting and so good. To see a player collapse on the field in tears uh, is tough, eh? so, but six weeks, I reckon. Uh, how, does that, how does that, sorry, how does that change the, I mean, because, I mean, Marcel is a good player, but they're, they're not quite the, the same mould at this point. So how does that change the loose forward dynamic, particularly when you're playing against Dwayne and, and Marco from start? Yeah, listen, I think, um, I think, you know, Marcel, you're right, he isn't as much as a, as, as a, as a stealer as Nama, but he's really got X factor on attack and a massive work rate, which is to be fair, so is Nama. Uh, but Marcel, can I, you know, the threat from Dwayne and Marco is on the ground and our ball. And I don't think you need to be the same, just, you know, I don't think you need to be the same player to be able to protect ball. You know, obviously, a poaching is a certain skill, and that's where Preston Arms has got the edge. But yeah, Marcel has just got to look after our ball. Um, you know, we've been so impressed with him this year. So it is an opportunity. I just, you know, selfishly or personally, feel felt devastated for Nama. But um, we know there's a massive stealing threat. I think Gav has also been a bit of directive uh, from the referees that, uh, not the referees, the refereeing body, that uh, maybe steals were a bit easily rewarded last week in, in the Rainbow Cup, north and south. So. Um, you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit harder to get the steals that were happening last week, which may suit us this week without Nama. Thanks. Uh, Kitsi, just to give us your um, reaction on, on the Bulls team for this weekend, please. Yeah, I think um, you know, Trevor's not there, so um, it's going to be it's quite a young front row, so looking forward to playing against them. Um, I think it's going to be one of their first professional games so really look forward to they've still got very experienced uh, back three with Dwayne and Matras there so um, yeah really looking forward to it it's going to be another big game uh, it's almost one of those north-south derbies so it's always one of the biggest and um, really looking forward to it so I think our preparation this week was really good so when it comes to stopping malls and, and scrumming well it's, it's something we really put a lot of emphasis in this week. Um, then, uh, last question for Dobbo. That's noted that Cade will be out for the rest of the season. Wouldn't the block is that a, a kid from Cape who played for Gloucester recently, Dominic Kotze, is a free agent? Would the player playing at high level possibly be used as a medical joker, which uh, would uh, benefit the union and the squad as a whole? I, I'm afraid, I, I, to be honest, I don't know about that player. Um, you know, we, we've got a sort of 45 man squad, and for us to go outside that squad, you know, if you've got a guy still like Tim Sweel, Abner, De, Abner uh, Christopher Schroeder, um, for us to go outside that squad, you know, you're saying to those guys, we don't actually believe in you. So it's not really part of our policy, you know, uh, to do that. Different uh, at number eight, where we took our three number guys who could play number eight were out. You know, Choki, Yaku, and uh, Asia could play eight. So that's why fully Engelbert and also for the national cause. Um, you know, if we go outside our squad, it has to be to a guy who's going to be absolutely make a massive difference. But I'm not comfortable... You know, it wouldn't be the right thing for either Abner, Tim or Chris right now for us to go into the market. And we've been offered, 
you know, obviously when credit goes down in a, in a heap, uh, the, the WhatsApps or SMSs or emails start of guys offering fly-offs. But um, we want to stay loyal to this group for this tournament. Uh, next season's another discussion, but I'll have a look at that. Cool, thanks so much, Robert. No problem. Robert, just on that uh, topic, um, got a couple of questions. Uh, what are your thoughts on James Tedder, um, the, the way he's, he's played? And then secondly, um, I don't know if you can answer this without getting yourself in trouble, but do you feel a sense of injustice uh, about what happened with um, Billy? I mean, one can argue that uh, that um, yellow card not being incorrectly awarded, you, you may well have won that game. First of all, James Tedder, so it goes, but the, you know, slightly different to the previous question that James Tedder is playing club rugby or varsity cup club rugby in the province. And, you know, if he stays here afterwards and wants to come and train with us, you know, we must have the ability for guys to come through the club system and us have a look at them. You know, we're not uh, bringing him in ahead of a uh, Tim Sweel or Abner van Rienen. So I'd love to have a look at them. You know, he's obviously con- not contracted or, you know, bursaried or... Uh, so, uh, has an agreement with the University of Cape Town. So once that's you know once he's finished their Varsity Cup, we'd love to have a look at him. I think he's had a really really good Varsity Cup, and there are quite a few guys in that sort of category. I think a couple of those uh, UCT cent- uh, a couple of the UCT centers and a couple of Marty's guys as well. We'd like to look at after the tournament, but they must finish that journey. As regards the Villy thing, um, you know, they, I suppose in the short term we feel you know cheap as that second. You know, we did so well when we were down to twelve and thir- you know, thirteen and fourteen in the first half. I think the score was 6-7, but when Villy went off the second time, it was 21 points. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's a cataclysmic uh, thing for us. And, you know, there's nothing's going to change what happened last week. It's a pity, you know, and I don't feel aggrieved about it. What I do think, you know, there are at least three other shoulders and heads, not saying they're wrong, in that game, which had no thing. So, you know, you just got to sit there and think, you know, we've got to make this game safer because I think it's common that rugby across the you know, numbers are at, you know, mothers aren't letting sons play rugby, things, so it's out the game. But I think we just like a bit, a bit of uh, a bit of consist- consistency. Um, as I say, we have other clips of shoulders on heads which go unsanctioned. We cost 21 points, so obviously one feels a bit disappointed about that. But at the time, you know, uh, you know, we're with the referees, we have no issue. You know, Stu and Yaku are great referees, and absolutely no issue with them. They also, you know, what's, it's tough for them as well, Steve, because two months ago, I, I, some of those weren't even penalties, and some of them on Saturday, which I could show clips of, which are not going to be constructive. We're not penalties, uh, and so it's a very changing feast at the moment. And then we're just going to the players to adapt as quickly as we can. Stephen, um, on, on that kind of thing, just from a team perspective and the mental perspective, you know, you know, you guys work with a mental coach, and you know, Tom as well. How does the team process that? Uh, is is that very difficult for you to to handle um, that that kind of thing where? Uh, perhaps um, privately you might feel, uh, feel a little uh, disappointed. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I didn't get everything in the question, but um, just regarding red and yellow cards in a, in a game, it is disappointing and conceding 21 points within within 20 minutes of, of someone being off the field is, is definitely disheartening. But, um, as a team, it, it was spoken about on Monday, and our discipline was poor. So yeah. it, it's not something where we can we can wipe it under the rug. Where say, listen, yeah, we're not going to talk about it because red cards and, and ill discipline is is part of the game. It's not. It's where we we put a big emphasis in it, and we in our training this week we definitely had a big emphasis on lowering our tackle height, um, 
if it if we have to tackle knees and 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 hip height the whole game, that's what we're going to do. So it's it's definitely something we spoke about, and the guys owned up um, early Monday morning, and we put it behind us, and we focused on on the bulls. So it is behind us now. We're going to focus on the bulls now. We're not, and we're just going to try and keep our discipline to a minimum, uh, the penalties and yellow cards to a minimum. So that's our biggest focus for this weekend when it comes to discipline. Sorry. Robert, just the other guys, um, you spoke about Nama. Um, I apologize, I think I joined a minute late because of the change in plans. Apologies for that, yeah. Just the injury. Yeah. The, uh, how long are going to be out for? Yeah, it's a minimum of six weeks. It could be more, but it's a minimum. He won't play again in this competition, Steve. Apologies, I moved the time, so yeah. yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't say that earlier. JD, um, we hope to be back next week. He's got a small tweak to his ankle. Cade obviously is a, is a really really serious knee injury. Uh, he will be out for you know best part of a year. Um, Herschel, contusion should be okay for next week. Um, Ruan Nell, we're back from sevens the week after next. Uh, you know you know the Sonata story. Ali for Mark, um, might make next week. He's got a really stiff neck. Um, it's great to get Leon an opportunity. Uh, the other change, you know, Vili, we, you know, uh, by virtue of the hearing being on a Wednesday afternoon, by then we've trained our week. You know, we follow the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off day program like the national team. So, you know, we, we didn't know about Vili until Wednesday evening. Oh, no, yesterday morning when we found out he was cleared. So, you know, just it wasn't fair for the group that uh, we trained with him as a starter and then, um, and then he's ruled out or suspended. So we had to prepare Evan, which is great. So that's why Vili's not starting. I've got just a word on Evan. Um, Jake, Jake White mentioned in his press yesterday, it's, there's a lot of players that, is, that he, don't, he hasn't really seen. Uh, he mentioned Abner, um, even even Evan. Um, that could, there could be a, a sense of a, a surprise element to tomorrow's game where those guys can step up and, and produce brilliant performances. Yeah, I mean, um, I, just your thoughts on that. I, I, t- I, no, yeah, I totally agree. The, the, yeah, we spoke, I spoke at Nama before the last game. I don't think he disappointed. I, I think, you know, Marcel, uh, but Evan has completely, uh, he's really, really impressed. We're absolutely thrilled with him. You know, his intensity, his speed, his skill, his commitment. I think this is a really exciting prospect on a national, you know, on a, you know I think he's going to do well in South African rugby over the few years. And uh, I'm thrilled. Yeah, he's a guy. And, um, you know, Abner, not, not having played big matches, has got real calm, big match temper. You know, he's really relaxed, and uh, uh, he's got a, he's on a mission tomorrow. So I think uh, that I'm not worried about those two at all. In fact, those are the two to watch. I would suspect. Just in terms of um, the competition starting a week later, um, you could have been two, three games in by the end of the weekend. Um, you have these injuries now, where there's six changes, guys are out, they, they're not available. Um, I see you don't have a specialist um, fullback on the bench or, or 10 on the bench. Um, so there's going to be a lot of shuffling um, if, you, if, it, if push comes to shove, if, if I can say it like that. Um, how do you deal in training with getting that continuity um, uh, yeah, look, in, in terms of getting the team going? Um, yeah, it's, 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 the, training's been, the training's been good. Um, the reality is we've got 18 guys are unavailable out of a squad of 45, which is a, which is a challenge. Uh, um, 
you know, I worked out that about nine of those guys would would probably be starting. But I, I don't think you can doubt for one second it's a really strong team. And, uh, you know, if it ends up, uh, you know, unfortunately Tristan and Warwick Galant are both injured. So, um, you know, you put uh, Damon goes up to Flav and, and Sergio has played super rugby at fullback. It's, things. it's not... It's not it's not ideal, but I don't think rugby in any competition, anything, including a World Cup, is won anymore by, by the front 15 or the front 23, you know, and I think that we, with all that, can still put out a team of this quality. Um, you know, and, we, and I think your point about continuity is, 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 uh, is important, but um, you know, other than probably the halfbacks who haven't played much together, you know, Dan and Rick is a lot of times together, back three's played a lot together, the front row is obviously a lot of rugby together, um, so... Yeah, so it's not perfect, but I think we've done a really good job of a. We've made some lemonade out of some lemons, I think. Any more questions, guys? Yes, just just in terms of, I mean, obviously going on the road, um, this makes the Bulls um, all that more important. As as you can't go zero for two and then have to go and fight um, up up in the north. Um, no, it's, 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 look, it is an important game. We, we're, we're in a position, uh, you know, having lost a game, we could have easily won. Some people have even said should have won. Um, we are aware the Bulls, you know, they haven't got the same disruptions that we've got this week, and they're bringing back the World Cup final man of the match, so it's a tough one. But um, I think we've seen over the last few competitions, you know, over the, uh, home and away, Without the crowds, less of a factor. Um, obviously, the derby and the pride, we put absolutely in everything. It'd be great to go to Joburg next week with a win under our belt. And that's what we're trying for. So we are, we are, we are under a bit of pressure now, there's no question. Jake, must be great to have uh, Dwayne back. Uh, yeah, Ashok, I mean, obviously, um, you know, obviously, everything's going well with his knee now and he's back. And I'm hoping that, you know, that he can make an impact. He's obviously trying to work his way into this line series. Um, so, I mean, I'm obviously not expecting him to be at his best physically. I mean, he's obviously just come back, but it's nice to have, his, have him around, have him, you know, obviously leading the team again and, and more importantly, you know, sharing his knowledge and getting the whole team nice and gelled for this weekend. He has obviously played a lot in Cape Town. He knows, you know, he knows the Stormers play as well and to have him back for this weekend is obviously a massive boost. Hi, Jake Adnania. Um, uh, just just on, on the loose towards, um, we, we saw last week um, the Stormers had a few youngsters, uh, Ganama Kaba. Um, just the, the way that they, he performed and, and uh, how do you think that battle will go? And, and how crucial will it be? Yeah, Adnan, I must say he was fantastic. I mean, I was really impressed with him. I think he was tough over the ball. I'm not sure he's available. I read somewhere that he's injured himself, which will probably be, you know, not a great thing. I was, you know, again, looking at their team when we played them last time. There's no Augustus. There's no, you know, there's no Kutsia. There's no Murat. There's no uh, uh, J.D. Schickeling. I think I hear he's injured. You know, there's no 9. There's no 10. There's no 13. There's no winger that played against us. So... Yeah, I suppose it's a it's an interesting battle for for us because we're going into this game um, playing. You know, even though we're playing the Stormers or Western Province, we're not really sure of the new guys they'll bring in. So for the first time in a long time, we'll be going into a a game against them that we probably don't know all their players as well as we used to. Thanks. Jake, uh, take a tea when you can. Is not it ready? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, like I, I suppose if it was a one-off game and it was, we could probably push him through. But I mean, there's obviously, as you would know, there's a bigger picture. Springboks playing the end of the year. I mean, the middle of the year. Um, and I don't really want to force him, you know, when there's a risk. I mean, obviously, he's hell of important to the Springboks. And, you know, I thought Mornay Smith played really well last week. Um, and Jacques did relatively well off the bench as well. So, you know, it's not, it's not too serious that we can go with the same front row. Jack Percival, young here. Um, normal, then a speaker with a long beseering of come of a market afrotters bring a little one of six pairs by still some matter and for the winnersman over any begins pano. As I infinite spirits and scalp scalp burger tastes, but you smoke and coin, I saw a rechvis for you, the tipper rubbing. Ja, Persival, ek dink, is nie net wat hy op die veld doen, het wat hy, jy weet, wat hy voor die game ook doen. Jy weet, hy is een ongelooflike leier, hy is helse belangrik vir ons as een groep, jy weet, die kalmente wat hy nou vir ons bring, en, en soos jy recht sê, jy weet, jy kan hom van die bank gebruik, maar ek dink, jy weet, ek weet wat ek met Nizam gaan kry in die tweede helft is, so dit kan wees, hy kan hier die eerste 40, 50 minuut speel, en dan kan Nizam die game klaar, klaar maak. So ja, ek is, uh, jy weet, dat is nie een rechte en verkeerde manier nie, ek dink net sy, sy teenwoordigheid in die game self, en soos ek sê, voor die game, en, en die spanpraakie, en, en, en uh, kalmte te gee voor een groot game soos hierdie, is maar meer belangrijk dat hy deel is van die begin 15-tal. Zou ek net om aan te sluit by Persiese vraag, ook is soos Pieter Steve Totoy, ons het laatst ook geseen, ja, hy, wat, hy, hy, was nie, hy was nie op die bank nie, en hy het 80 minuten gespeel, so dit wees jou, men, ja. baie coaches doen nie selle ding. Ja, en, en uh, die waarde wat hy kan toe, toevoeg aan die wedstrijd, het gaan interessant wees, soos hy vorig gesê. Ja, ja, want dis wat ek sê, en dan, ek dink, jy weet, daar is meneer, ek dink, baie mense het gedink het, Dwayne kan van die bank afgespeel het, ek dink, baie mense het gedink, verlede week, Pieter Stef kon miskien van die bank afgespeel het, of miskien die eerste helft, of 50 minuten, hy het 80 gespeel, jy weet, so dit wees jou net, jy weet, ek dink, uh, ja, I mean, van my kant af, ek weet wat hy vir ons span beteken, ek weet wat hy vir die spelers wat ons saamje speel beteken, Ek weet wat hy beteken as hy teen iemand speel ook, jy weet, ek dink die seelkundige uh, baatis wat hy gee teen die ander oppositie ook is baie belangrik. So ja, ek, 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 ek sal nie sê hy gaan 50 speel nie, ek mean, miskien as hy goed speel en hy wil speel, kan hy 80 speel, maar op hierdie stadium, ek is, ek is tevrede dat uh, Nizam vir my ook een baie goeie, uh, hoe kan ek sê, baie goeie uh, deel van hierdie game kan ook belangrik wees vir ons. Thanks. Jake, uh, you mentioned Nama Kaba. Um, were you concerned about how the, how the Bulls went at the breakdown um, last weekend against the Lions? The, the Lions did seem to dominate. And do you know who the referee is going to be for Saturday? Yeah, I do. The referee is going to be Stuart Berry. Um, and and yeah, when I say concerned, I mean... To be fair, Marco Janssen van, van Staden was a little bit quiet, but then, you know, I mean, I, I see that he made about uh, 22 tackles. So, you know, I guess when he's making tackles, he can't really be over the ball as well. So it was one of those games, Ken, I, I don't think that we were, you know, I don't think we were poor at the breakdown. I thought, as I said to you after the game, I thought Lions did really well in slowing the ball up. I thought they did really well in in breaking the continuity of what we try to do on attack. Um and, and yes, I've got no doubt that the way that the Stormers played last weekend, you know, they were 23-7 up. So I don't think that it was necessarily a true reflection of what could have happened in that game. You know, had Kate Voliter kicked those two penalties that he missed 
at that time when they were 23-7 up. Who knows, maybe that game goes away from the Sharks. So, I mean, it is, it's, it's all about the small margins. And, you know, I've heard that, uh, you know, obviously the breakdown is, is an is a important part for us and it is for the Stormers. So it'll be interesting to see this weekend how we you know, get a guy like Dwayne on the field and you get a guy like Marku playing together. And obviously, Ulrich, who was man of the match last week, it's going to be quite a nice tussle to see how our loose forwards combine and how they, you know, how they can make, you know, heavy work of the of the Stormers' attack. So, talking about the Stormers' attack, um, they, we've now seen that um, uh, Galaxy Bellas and Nadler, unfortunately, he won't be able to play uh, this weekend because of what happened last weekend. Um, the Stormers' back three did pose uh, quite a, uh, a threat, and mm. um, without him, obviously a big loss. But uh, they do have backup in a guy like Sergio Peterson. Just your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I think everyone knows. I mean, the one thing that the Stormers have probably done for years, Gio Aplon, and you know, the names Cheslin, Colby, and you know, you look at all the sort of guys they've picked at fullback: Percy Montgomery, Peter Rousseau. I mean, that that whole back three has been one of the strengths of Province Rugby, and so. You know, I've got no doubt that if Sergio comes in, he'll be dangerous as well. I mean, Damien's played really well at fullback, you know, so it'll definitely be a threat. But as I said to you, I think that we, we're obviously looking forward to playing them with, with a back row, especially with what we're putting on the field and with a guy like Nizam, who, you know, is a wonderful athlete when he comes off the bench as well. Um, not sure what the weather prediction is. I know that the weather hasn't been great in Cape Town, but it'll be interesting to see whether or not the weather is going to be, you know, cold and wet. Or whether it'll be a sunny day, but I think at the same time, I think it'll be, it'll be a good tussle to see how. I mean, let's not forget we've also got Stravina Jacobs who comes from Pole Gym, um, probably played in that weather lots and lots of times. Played in the, you know, played in Cape Town a long time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we that sort of thing unfolds with with what you're saying is right with a, you know dangerous back three as they have. Thanks. I think uh, your your backlines also scored some. Wonderful tries, and you brought back David Creel, your regular fullback there. Warner stains back at Flowers, so looking for a bit of rhythm on attack as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, I think uh, you know a guy like Warner um, is uh, been you know obviously been drawn into those alignment camps with the Springboks. Um, you know, therefore, he's he's obviously seen as an important cog for both Jacques and Rassi. Um, he needs to play some rugby. I think again, he's got some massive amounts of experience. Him and Ambrose together, be nice to see how that combination goes. Um, but again, you know, I suppose we we, we just uh, it's not just about how he plays. I think it's about how the forward battle goes. You know, if any, I mean, everyone knows if your forwards are doing the work and they're getting quality ball, then your ten can play as well. So it'll be you know obviously a massive test for us because. We respect that Stormers pack. I mean, we got, uh, you know, not many teams can afford to leave Bongi on the bench, which they did last weekend. Um, and again, just shows you how, how, you know, how good that front row is. Jake, um, um, can, I, can I go for and, and you have me sort of a very passive geometry question to ask. Net as a follow-up on what Adnan said in my previous question, and I ask you just for a moment to your provinciale hoed voorlopige aftaal. Yeah. Is het verblijdend om te weten dat spelers soos um, Dwayne Vermeulen, Peter Stemte Toei, André Poller, die type manne, weer nou beskikbaar en fiks op die veld is? En jy is afrater van die, van die bille. Um, denk jy jou spelers gaan nog steeds as een eenheid speel of speel nou met die oog op wat bijvoorbeeld soos vandag aangekondig word daar in die, in die UK? 
Wel kom, ek stel het so, Percival, as twee vraag daar, I mean, ek is eindelijk baie tevrede, en ek is baie blij dat die springbokke weer gaan speel, ek dink is belangrijk vir ons as een land, um, jy weet, onthou, ons is ons die wereldbeker, wereldbeker kampioene nou, dan kom meteen die Britse Lewis te speel, is ongelooflike ervaring, jy weet, elke twaalfde jaar is het, is die tour, so ek dink allemaal besef, dit is eindelijk, een helse voorrecht om tegen hulle te speel, Ik twijfel dat enige speler gaan terughou om, om, om homself te beskerm op provinciale vlak, om seker te maak, jy weet, hy, hy, hy is gereek vir die, vir die Lewis uh, toetse. Ek, ek dink, het gaan ongelooflik wees om te sien dat hy man nou terug is, en ek dink, jy weet, soos ek nou goed, net nou vir jou gesê het, I mean, Dwayne is nou terug, en sy doelwit is om goed, gedoen, goed te doen vir die, vir die bokke tegen die Lewis, en, en, en as ons als een provincie kan om help, om haar uit te kom en, en goed te speel vir die springbokke, is ons, is ons doel, jy weet, bereik, so, ja, ek, ek, um, ja, ek is 100% seker dat, dus, ek denk die coaches soos Jacques en Rassi, moet nou baie tevrede wees, as, as jy nou in die, in die koranten lees, Paul had het nou gespeel, jy weet, Dwayne is nou terug, Pieter Stef het 80 minuten verlede week gespeel, um, ja, ek hoor ergens nie, maar het bykie sy knieg seer gemaakt, maar ek het weer gehoor, dit gaan nie langtermijn wees nie, dit gaan so 4-5 weke wees, wat beteken, in 12 weke van nou, of as ons tegen die Lewis speel, dan gaan hy ook recht wees, so, ja, ek is heeltemaal seker, dat uh, die nationale span, gaan baie tevrede wees, om my man op die veld te sien. Baie dankie, Jay. Anything else, Kaz? Jay, just on the line-up battle, um, the, the Stormers have two very good line-up um, locks, uh, jumping locks in Schickeling and Ori, and also, uh, at the back too, and, and you've now brought um, Valstien come back. Uh, yes. Is that uh, with a... Yeah, I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you can give me that team, but I, I heard that JD, unless someone's been fibbing JD Schickling's hurt his ankle, he'll be out for two weeks. So I don't think he can stand in the line-out if he's standing in the pavilion. You know? So at this point in time, I, <laughs> I probably expect that uh, Marvin Ori will play with Mierhuizen, and, uh, you know, and then I suppose, again, it'll be an interesting battle. Um, I, I repeat myself when I say, you know, it's obviously going to be an interesting game because we, we usually line up against Schickeling and Murat and Kutsia and Augustus and Sia Kulisi and, you know, and all of a sudden it's a completely different pack of forwards. And then if you take out Jainchis and Tim Swill and Ruan Nell and Sanatla, you know, obviously a very different backline as well. But uh, saying that, Ashfaq, I think it's important to understand that one of the things we saw this weekend against the Lions, without Berger Oudendal, without Yaku Fasaki, without uh, Elton Jainchis, without all their big names, I mean, they, they literally were one kick away from going 10, you know, 12-10 up against us. So we're very mindful of the fact that it's a different challenge. Um, but again, you know, it's a north-south derby. It's in Cape Town. And, you know, obviously both teams want to play well and get some points. Jake, just uh, on, on the unknown factor, a guy like Abner van Rehren, he's played, I think, just two games or one and a half games. Just what, what you saw, you've seen of him, um, your, your impressions and what do you think he will bring? Yeah, not, you know, it's going to be difficult because I haven't really seen much of him. You know, I've lived overseas and I think, you know, he's quite a youngster. Um, so I haven't even seen him play at junior level, you know. And I mean, all you see is the, the small time that he's been on the field. So... Again, you know, I'm sure everyone's in the same boat as me. You know, we, we know he's talented. You don't play number 10 for province unless you can play rugby. And, you know, he's come through the system. So I'm sure he's going to have something. But, again, I suppose he highlights exactly my point. Is we don't really know enough about him. And, you know, and because of that, it's going to be an exciting fixture to see. I mean, again, I don't know if he's going to be starting. But if he is, it's, you know, we're not sure what to expect. And at the same time, that, that makes it exciting for both teams. 
Cool, thanks. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. Jake, uh, Ken. Sorry. Yes. Just um, an exciting signing name today with uh, Harold Forster. Yes. Uh, could you just tell us what you like about him as a player? Well, I think the most important thing, Ken, is that his age, you know, he's experienced, he's 27 years old, he's, you know, he's been around the block. Um, I think if you look at the makeup of our side, you've got some really young, talented players. I think uh, probably too many, probably for in our, in our books, probably too many youngsters. Uh, and that age group, you know, the, the Jacques Duplessis that are 27, the Marcel Coutsiers that are now coming back, the Huersons, the Harold Forsters, is generally that that middle tier age group that we need in our in our provincial sides. You know, he's uh, he's talented. He plays 12 and 13, which again gives us cover for Cornell and Stedman. You know, obviously uh, we've been spoiled having Cornell and Stedman there, but I think we need to find some backup in case we need to obviously change change some of the dynamics in our team. Um, and I'm not quite sure how long I would keep Cornell and Stedman. Maybe they get picked for the Springboks, and then I've got to have some backup you know, for, for tournaments than when I'm missing those guys, you know. So, um, yeah, and I think other than that, I, I know for the fact having coached in Japan, he's at Wild Knights. The club he's at, Ken, is an incredible club. You know, they they always playing in playoffs. They're always there and thereabouts. Them, Kobe, uh, Santori, um, and obviously Toyota have been the dominant teams in the last couple of years. So to have him with that experience of playing in knockout rugby and in playoff rugby and in playing with you know, not only in this team he's played, but obviously by Robbie Deans, he's coached him. Um, I, I have full confidence that he comes, even though he comes from, you know, some would say from Japan, I'm almost sure that the club he's coming from and the stuff he's learned has probably made him develop as a player. You know, I know how good he was at the Lions, and I'm sure having that Japanese influence of the way they train and the way they play is going to add more, you know, more strings to his bow in terms of the way that he was before, I mean, as a player before he left here.